Hi guys, welcome back to Vibing in Valentino. Merry Christmas. I know this episode comes out right on the 25th and I hope you guys are having an amazing day, whatever that looks like for you. I know it's a little bit of a weird year considering everything that's happening. It feels like there's not much to celebrate, but you know, let's just get through it together, um, stay safe, social distance, as hard as it is during this season to want to be with your family, want to be with the people you love, you just never know what you're exposing them to, you know, let's just be mindful, let's still remember that COVID is asymptomatic and so many of us healthy folks, our grandparents and our parents might not fare so well, so let's just continue to be mindful of that send them love virtually safely at a distance i hope you guys are are coping well if not you know feel free to hit me up i get a lot of messages from from you guys from my listeners anyway and i i'm here for you if you need it so let's get into my weekly weakness of the moment i went to a wine tasting here in bangkok my friend is opening up a wine bar and so me and my girls you know we went and we showed our support and we tried a whole bunch of wines and we actually found i actually found my favorite wine um my favorite white wine is usually a sauvignon blanc from the marlborough region of new zealand i know that's like a little specific but that's just kind of like my go-to if i go anywhere and i see you know sauvignon blanc from Marlborough, that's what I will usually get and it's never it's like a it's like a safe bet for me you know it's like it ne- it never deviates too far from like the taste that I know and love so that's been you know my constant so that's how I look like I know what the fuck I'm doing when I pick out a wine but I found a really really good wine at this wine tasting it's called bread and butter chardonnay and it's from Napa it's so it's so good. I've never had a super buttery, yummy like Chardonnay before. And even when we we're doing the wine tasting, I was like, how do we, you know, what is even a buttery Chard? Because I think that I've always really had not not bad experiences with Chardonnay, but they were just kind of like, eh, like I could do with or without it, you know. Um, and then I, f- I tried this one and I almost fell out of my chair. Like it was so good. It's so buttery. It smells like vanilla. It was just like delicious. And then all my other girls loved it too. So that's become our 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 drink of choice. <laughs> so yeah, me and the girls are ordering it by the case. Um, I'm ordering it for my parents are having a New Year's party. A safe New Year's party, mind you. Okay, don't come for me. Um, we do, everybody is going to be, going to be safe and we're going to follow protocol, but yeah, I ordered, uh, six bottles for the party. I'm sure it's not going to be enough. So first come first serve, but it's really super delicious. So I recommend you guys checking that out or ordering it online. It's called bread and butter Chardonnay. So good. Okay. Before we get into the solo episode this week, I just want to remind you that you can purchase my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong. You can purchase my at-home workout set called the Goodie Bag. It comes with a pair of core sliders and a super heavy booty band, all in one cute pink mesh bag. You guys can also 
book a one-hour consult with me where we can talk about boy drama, friendship drama, anything else you want. And of course, it's confidential. Or download a free weight loss PDF ebook while you're at it just by signing up for the email list. And yeah, that's it. You guys can do all of that at my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, let's get right into our conversation this week. So today I'm touching on two different topics. One is kind of seasonal. It's based off of, you know, just the holiday spirit and based on my own previous experiences. And the other one is just kind of what I've been taught growing up and grown up seeing. So first, being that it is the holiday season and I do feel that it's maybe a day late considering it is dropping on Christmas Day, but I do want to share with you guys the best advice when it comes to giving gifts to your significant other. If he is somebody who is very masculine, very alpha male, somebody who is kind of like the breadwinner provider in a dynamic, if he's kind of the more leadership role if he's in that role more than you in the relationship in the traditional sense and I I mean don't come for me please like I think you guys know what I mean so not saying that you can't be a leader in like the you know in the relationship like none of that you know do you do what makes you happy for me I find myself to to work best when I am not in the full leadership aggressive role in a relationship. I find myself to be more of like the pampered princess. You know, of course, I make the environment and I make him happy. I give him peace of mind, all of the stuff that you cannot buy. But financially, I mean, I have my own too. I'm a trust fund baby. I've never hidden that fact from anybody, but he would be the one to financially provide and you know be more in the forefront when it comes to anything like financial so first of all I see those viral clips that circulate online about girls you know doing the most for the guy getting him property getting him jewelry or something only for him to be kind of ungrateful or find out that he's cheating on on the girl so I think the lesson to be learned overall here is that you should never give your man more than what he can give himself or you. So as the feminine counterpart, you can want to see your man have the world, or woman, your masculine woman, um, you can want to see them have the world, but you can't be the one to give that to them. You can give him the support and create the environment for him to go out and get the world on his own, and come back to you and be, you know, the point of rejuvenation and peace for him so he's able to go out there and conquer the world. But once you hand him the world, if you literally hand him the world, give him the world, like, yes, I went out and got this for you, he will stop feeling like the man. So if you give him something that he can't afford on his own, something that he can't afford to reciprocate to you, you're kind of like emasculating him with your gift. Likewise, if you're giving him something like property, something that takes work and brains and effort to turn profit and be something, and your man does not have those qualities, you may be emasculating him in a way where you're highlighting his inability to provide for you and your family unit. 
that's like if somebody made me CEO of a company and I'm like, ooh, and that's me speaking like from my, for, for myself. Like I would be like, oh no, um, no, <laughs> not grateful for this opportunity because you just, do you want me to go out and make a public statement that I can't fulfill that duty? Or, you know, it's, it's kind of like putting him on the spot and you never want that. We see these celebrity couples all the time buying each other jewelry and cars and all these crazy lavish things, but the point of those gifts is that they can all afford these things individually on their own. It's not like Kylie Jenner needed Travis Scott to be able to afford that new car. You know what I mean? And neither does he. So it's like once there is that kind of level playing field that we see monetarily as individuals, as a couple, these gifts have the opportunity to become something genuinely sentimental. So then what should you get a guy who is very masculine and already has everything money can buy? And I'm, Or you don't want to emasculate him with your gift. Even if he doesn't have the means to get everything in the world that he wants, you don't want to be the girl to give him what he wants. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he can afford to buy a Benz, but you can, first of all, <laughs> oh, I almost broke the wine glass. Oh no, that would be the second one this week. First of all, yeah, okay. If he can afford a Benz, then you can get the Benz for yourself. Please, <laughs> don't, don't get him a car that he can't afford on his own. That doesn't seem very seems a little weird to me um you want to be the one who helps create him into the man that can get the bends for himself you know don't spend your own money on a bends for a guy is what i'm saying <laughs> i hope that came out right mm, i'm not sure if that's gonna like really relay the message the way i need it to be but yeah if the dynamic has been set up in the relationship and both parties know where they stand in the feminine masculine energy then he's definitely not expecting a fancy new car from you even like in my relationship like i've never made an effort to hide the facts that come from money like there's a it's very difficult to hide that fact actually when you start spending more and more time around me and i'm not gonna lie about my background i'm not gonna do any of that so even even with me like nobody is expecting a fucking car from me like i never put that energy out where it's like i'm gonna spoil you i will buy you dinner when it is your birthday or on a special occasion if you win a great game um you know you got promoted you know time to celebrate you have to set boundaries in the very beginning that hey i might have money if this is the case for you um hey i might have money or i might have the means to spoil you but the dynamic here is you're supposed to be the one to spoil me. So, yeah. He's definitely not expects like a new car, iced out chain, nothing crazy. But the nice thing is if you love to spoil your man, the ones who are already rich and spoil you back and can afford to get everything on their own, they're less likely to feel emasculated when you do want to buy them something super nice, something designer or jewelry or something. I find that these masculine guys are probably the most appreciative of gifts that are custom for them, whether that's a custom cigar box, I've done this before and I've filled it with like his favorite cigars, or a custom calendar, 
it's got to be one of a kind, exclusive, you know, that doesn't mean it has to be expensive, but you have to be able to tell that there's a lot of effort that went into the gift and a lot of thought. So, for example, like the custom cigar box, it wasn't like I could go out to the mall and buy that, you know, you have to order it, design it, and then with the calendar from start to finish, it probably took me like three weeks for the planning, execution, production. It wasn't a lot of money that was spent. Neither of those custom examples that I've given you were a lot of money, but because it is something made just for him, he's never going to be like, ew. You know what I mean? So it's like when you give him something that requires a lot of energy and time and effort like that, and they can tell, it's going to be very well received. So anything that shows a lot of effort and thought and something custom made just for him, something one of a kind will usually be a really, really good gift to give somebody when you don't know what to give them and doing things that he wants to get done that he doesn't have the time because of work is another great option so my friend got her man's car detailed and wrapped for him for christmas and i thought that was such a cute gift just little things like that that you know you just know he would appreciate that probably cost quite a bit of money but you know the reciprocation is there so that's just something i want you to be mindful of because at the end of the day, if you set the dynamic where there's a provider and a providee, is what I'm going to say, aspect to the dynamic, then you want to not do anything to disrupt that, you know. And the thing is, a lot of masculine guys are more comfortable being the provider than being the one provided for because that just wasn't how nature intended it, you know. I. I'm not a feminist, obviously, but I'm also not anti-feminist, but I do think that men and women were created equal, just not in the same sense of the word. Like, we, we both are half of a whole in a relationship, but our job descriptions are not the same. Otherwise, we wouldn't be completely two different genders, you know? There's a yin and yang, there's a balance aspect to it, there's a feminine masculine aspect to it that I see in a lot of the relationships that are successful. So that is why I subscribe to the notion of being a very feminine partner. And the second topic I want to talk about when it comes to femininity is this notion of being one of the boys and this will only apply to like being one of the boys with the guys or in front of the guy that you want to actually be with and date i will be one of the boys around my brother and his friends but i'm not trying to date any of them so in my opinion being one of the boys will only make you one of the boys literally either you'll get friend zoned or they will treat you like a boy and who wants that acting like one of the boys will decrease your crush, his ability to see you as feminine because he will associate you with his masculine environment. The essence of feminine masculine, again, lies in the desire of the masculine energy to protect and provide, and the feminine energy to be protected and provided for. And once you start to act like you can protect yourself, and in reality you should and can be able to protect and fend for yourself at all times, like you don't want to be completely helpless in the sense that you don't know how to survive in the real world but there's a difference between 
that and being unable to drop the masculine for a guy to care for you. So once you start acting like you can protect yourself and you don't need him or you're just as strong or you can outdrink him and his boys, it fucks up the dynamic. I never really understood white girls thought this was a good method in landing the man. I mean, I don't know if it ever worked. Maybe it did. I can see why it'd be helpful if you didn't want to date the guy because when you become one of the boys, you really get to hear and witness all the crazy boy behavior and that kind of man cave environment when they're left up to, you know, their own devices, when they don't have like a nagging mother figure around and they can just be themselves. You're like the KGB, right? You like, you've like infiltrated the enemy and not saying men are the enemy. I love men, but you're like the KGB. You're, you're in there. You're getting all the necessary intel. But in my opinion, that's not an attractive stance to have when you want to attract somebody. So for me, how I go about it and how I go about hanging out um, around like my boyfriend and his friends or even my brother and his friends, I act like the little sister. That's even applied in college where I was living with my boyfriend at the time and I was always around his teammates. I was like everybody's sister. I never wanted to be one of the boys because, I mean, not none of that really just even sounds appealing to me. I'm very happy being like my girly little self. So for me to even step into a boy role is, is not me staying true to myself. And I'm not saying this to shade any tomboys out there. I think that everybody so far has cultivated their own identity and image. If that's who you are, that's who you are. But I'm just saying it from my opinion. So I've always been the little sister. I think I just got used to that role because of, I have an older brother in real life. So when you step into the little sister role, you still command a certain kind of presence. You know, like they're not going to be so like, oh yeah, I fucked her, you know, and then I fucked her friend. If you're around, there's still some kind of respect and decorum for you and some kind of consideration about you. You know, you're not going to be forced to fucking drink 600 beers during beer pong because they still innately want to protect their little sister. So when you step into that role, it's much easier for you to stay in your feminine in a huge group of guys and I think that that's just really helpful in not losing your feminine identity especially if you're new and you're trying to still really cultivate and really um, strengthen that part of yourself I just thought I'd share because I feel like you know no matter how you're spending the holidays you might be at a point where you need to give a significant other a gift or you are around your brother and all his friends and you don't want to kind of feel like you're combating a lot of masculine energy you know it's not like a if you can't beat them join them kind of thing because don't join in on the masculinity energy especially when there's like a bunch of testosterone around you just stay in your feminine take up the little sister role and you'll find it much easier to stay in your feminine power during this time I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, this very short episode this week. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me today. And I just wish everybody a very safe, a very joyful holiday. And I will see you next week on Vibing in Valentino. Merry Christmas. Bye.